Hello and welcome to Big Jobs Small Children. My name is Mark McCartney. Today we have a bonus episode. I'm delighted to be joined from the other side of the pond by Daisy Dowling. She's an expert in the field and has recently launched a book and also Daisy is the editor of the HBR series as well on working parents. So we have a, have a real expert here. Daisy, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So it's also great to have a working dad and a working mum, because I think that's a really, really useful perspective that I hope for all of you working dads out there in senior positions, it will be good to, to hear all of the different perspectives on, on what is, of course, quite a complex area. But essentially, as you know from listening to this podcast, what we're really interested in is, is practical action so that over time we can reduce the stresses and pressures of work so that we can thrive at work and at home. So Daisy very kindly has been thinking about some questions here. So, so let's plow in. So, so Daisy, perhaps you could just tell us briefly a bit more about you and how you got to this, how you got interested in this topic. Yeah, so I'm an executive coach and I focus on supporting working moms and dads, so men and women who wanna bring together their professional ambition and goals and performance um, and everything they do at work with everything they have going on at home and the desire to be attentive, loving, on the job parents as well. That's easier said than done in normal times and it becomes extraordinarily difficult as we all know during this pandemic. Um, and so I, I partner with parents in all different fields and functions and family structures and phases of parenting. And I come at this work, not just as a, as a coach myself, who's worked with many different parents, but also, as you mentioned in your intro, as a, as a working mother, my kids are seven and nine. Um, and so I'm living this at the same time that I'm coaching and counseling others on it. So I'm sure your book is packed full with fantastic advice. And I would recommend everyone listening to, to, take, a, to take a look at the book. So I'll make sure I include the link as well. What Daisy and I thought would be really useful is to spend 10 minutes, no more than 10 minutes, exploring some questions. So the first question is, what do you think of the two or three key insights from your book and from your work with working parents that could be most useful for working dads? Yeah, the, the first thing that I hope people get from the book, and it's big picture, but if you if you get nothing else from my book, I hope you get this, is that we are in a different working parent game than we have ever been before. And it's not just because of the pandemic. I don't mean just because of the past year. And I say we're in a different game because so many of the moms and dads that I speak to behind closed doors confidentially will report to me, I, you know, this is tough managing work and parenting. It's incredibly tough. Why can't I do this? There's this palpable sense of, I should be able to do this, or if I work harder, I can do this. And I think it's really important we all realize that there has been a shift over the past 10 to 15 or so years. So if you think back to how your parents worked and raised you, for example, or even how some of your mentors at work who might be you know, 10 to 15 years ahead of you in terms of parenting, um, what they had to deal with you know, when they were, they had very young children, 
Yes, they worked hard. Yes, they faced pressures, but life was very different. They didn't walk around with a smartphone in their pocket, constantly tethered to work with no excuse, even on weekends, even during holidays for not being responsive. They weren't quite as worried about some of the pressures of, am I gonna become, or is my organization gonna become technologically obsolete? They may not have been in a, a marriage or a partnership where their spouse or partner was working just as hard as they are, as you are. So things have become incredibly different for working parents, the experience that we have. And I think it's important that we understand and accept that we are in a more challenging working parent environment that requires some new tactics in order to make it work. So give yourself some credit for all the great work that you're doing, that you're coping with these increased pressures, but also realize that you've got to find some of these levers that make this more feasible and doable over the long term that your own parents and that some of those more senior mentors probably didn't have to reach for. So, so this is very interesting because it touches upon one of the challenges I've been focusing on in this series, which is what would happen if working dads, particularly in senior positions, were working less? And by working less, that doesn't mean working unproductively, but it means cutting out a lot of the wasted time, which we often hear about, which keeps working dads often away from from their family, or at the moment, stuck in the office where they rarely appear. So I want, I, I'm kind of wondering about what would, what do you think, Daisy, would be the benefits if working dads sort of did reframe that work obsessiveness, which keeps them very busy? Yeah, I think that the number one benefit for, for you to get from stepping back, even if it's an hour a week, I know you've done a lot of great work on the podcast, helping people think through those step changes. What if I just worked a little bit less this week and then you know gradually sort of evolved and set boundaries in a new way? I think the most important things that you can take away from that is a sense of control and a sense of self. So, so many of the dads who I coach and counsel and who I interviewed for this book. So the book is based on my experience as a coach, but also on the inputs of dads who were doing everything from being police officers to being CEOs, to being um, in marketing in service and support occupations, just all over the place. And I interviewed them for their ideas, their perspective and their experience. And when so many of the dads I talked to were able to draw the line a little bit differently, work a little bit less, say, I'm gonna take this one evening per week to not work. What it gave them was a newfound sense of, instead of my always being responding to work, always being beholden to work or beholden to, you know, certain things in my personal life or, or you know, parental life, it's me who's controlling this. I'm back in the driver's seat. And it was my affirmative decision to say, right, Tuesday nights, I don't work. I sit, I cook dinner for the family and we sit down together, or it's going to be me who decides how we spend our Saturdays together or parts of our weekend together as a family. And that can come in very small bite ways, but it gives you back that sense of control as opposed to feeling like you're constantly on that treadmill, always trying to do more and more and more, really just trying to meet the expectations that are placed upon you, pushing back against them in a way that won't reduce anybody's view of you that won't reduce your performance. It will probably increase it, 
but it will give you a sense of I'm driving now. Yes, because it's very interesting. I mean, the chapter I've written for the HBR book that you are editing or you're the editor of, Daisy, is, is about taking off one evening a week. And I guess that's, an, that's one of the tactics you're, you're talking about, which is to give ourselves permission to take time away from work. Yeah, and, and for each one of us, I think that can come in very different ways. I, I love your one evening a week thing. And I think that the essay that you wrote about that was terrific. Depending on the type of work you do, your organization, your family structure, um, your you know the size of your team that you're working with or for, for each person, it might be different. It might be setting aside 15 minutes in the morning to regroup and, and make that transition between parenting and your professional life or your professional focus. It might be how you use your weekends or your holidays. So I, I think the, the tactics can come in different ways. The important things that, again, that I think you called out really well in, in your essay are that it be regular and that it be sufficient enough to be satisfying without yeah. undermining what you are doing at work, which, which is important and that performance is important. And I'm just wondering, there are clearly barriers for, for working dads in, in senior positions who do want to recalibrate between work and home life. And despite the current situation and the current pandemic, there's also, there are systemic problems that prevent working dads from making the changes that they want to. And if they did make more changes, I think this would also support the broader family and society as well, because more working mums could move into more senior leadership positions, which I think probably would be a great thing as well. But, but I'm wondering, what do you think are the main barriers to change at the moment? Yeah, so I, I think there are a couple, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I think a lot of them are internal, right? So there's there's certainly barriers, you know, we, we have bosses, we have managers, we have clients who are demanding things from us. And so those are external barriers, but the internal ones are really, really hard to confront and to solve for. And one thing I think can be important as a, as a actionable exercise to do for yourself, if you are becoming a parent or, or if you're trying to take you know, some of this control to step back a little bit from work to, to gain some more time, is, is to do a personal branding exercise. So each and every one of us throughout the course of our careers has gotten to see ourselves in a certain way, a certain positive way. And we've gotten that professional identity confirmed through good performance reviews, through promotions and so forth. So maybe up until this point in your career, you've always prided yourself on being the hardest worker, extremely responsive, always available to your colleagues, um, able to go the extra mile. Those things are very common in, in any workplace today. But now as a working yeah. parent, those things are gonna be very, very difficult to sustain. And they're gonna take a big, big toll on you and, and on your family life if you're trying to always be the hardest worker, but you're also trying to be the devoted dad. So one thing that can be useful and, and an assignment I give a lot in my coaching work is to sit down whenever you get half an hour free, which is easier said than done for mm. most parents, but to grab a piece of paper and, and to make a list of five to seven adjectives or descriptors 
that you have wanted attached to you, you know, in your career to date? Sort of what, what are the ways in which you would describe your professional brand? And then take that list on one side of the page and think about a new list of five to seven adjectives that could be equally to your benefit, but that would move you away from this, I'm proving myself through time investment thing. So maybe instead of being the hardest worker, you're the most efficient. Or maybe instead of being responsive, you're thoughtful or judicious or you fill in the blanks. But think about how to sort of gradually over the next month, year, et cetera, move from being that incredibly time committed person to being equally powerful in terms of your work, your impact and how you're seen and see yourself. But move that away from, I'll work 24 seven. What a fantastic exercise. That sounds absolutely brilliant. And, and, I, and I guess just reflecting on our conversation so far, what I'm taking from it is that a lot of the barriers are also internal mindset barriers because we're, we're both working with senior executives in organizations, but it's really about that internal resistance to making change. So that's a great exercise to try to I guess, reframe how we're seeing things. Yeah, it is. I, I, think, I think it's difficult to do, but I, I think it's really important. If, if you, know, you have gotten to where you are today because of this incredible professional investment and you are a successful executive, a successful working dad. And in, you know, as you think about taking time off, you know, having that, doing what you so rightfully recommend, which is, you know, take the, you know, Tuesday evening and, you know, always use yeah. that for your family. Is that somehow going to undermine your success, take away from it, prove that you're not as committed anymore? I, I think it's playing through some of that thinking and, and just thinking through how you can make some of those changes be small enough that they don't feel so scary, mm -hmm. but big enough that they're effective. Fantastic. So as I, as I say, this podcast is designed for working dads who are very time poor. And even though we could talk for the whole, <laughs> the whole day, Daisy, because this is fascinating. Your book is fantastic and I would highly recommend it. I think it would be worth us just stopping there and perhaps drawing out one of the key themes, which I've already mentioned, which is about that internal resistance and, and actually, this could be a, an opportunity to, to reframe how we're seeing things and to prepare for perhaps a new way of seeing ourselves to make sure that we do remain, we, we're able to sustain our performance into the long term. So Daisy, thank you very much for sharing your insights today. I will make sure that the link is shared so that you can, you can go directly to Daisy's book because I'd encourage you all to buy it, it's fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank so, you so much for having me. So this is Big Job, Small Children. My name is Mark McCartney, and I will talk to you again soon.